I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We had a pay-per-view last week. There was some moments. I would say there was one really good fight which overshadowed the how mediocre uh, <laughs> the rest of the pay-per-view was. But I think we found some things out this weekend. And um, overall, I, I, I'd say it was an okay pay-per-view. Okay? It was... It was um... It seemed like it was going to be awesome. So then when it didn't really deliver in in a couple spots, it's yeah. uh, it's a little underwhelming. I yeah. think that's what it is. I I think we should have known going in the first couple fights weren't going to be tremendous. Yeah. I actually thought the Dern fight was okay. Um I I yeah. I enjoyed moments of that. I thought the the Madsen fight had a couple moments but not really good. Um No, that's not Despite the intriguingness of the fight, I thought the Jan Sterling fight was not a banger, uh, not real, not real good. And then the main event being a squash match, but we'll, uh, we'll jump into the back. Wes is not here. So if you live in the South, you might have seen what we've been dealing with <laughs> down here. Um, Wes, I know he was losing power off and on in, in Nashville. We had like 70, 80 mile an hour winds. The storm has passed me now. That's why we're starting a little bit late. Uh, we didn't lose power. Nothing, uh, too crazy. It was raining pretty hard, and there was some really, really, really strong winds. So, but yeah, we're here. So uh, we'll jump in and, and break down UFC 273 before we go into this week's card. This should be a fast show tonight. Um, <laughs> not a lot of uh, intriguing fights taking place this weekend. I've I, I've had a really busy week of work, and I opened the card this afternoon. I was like, you know, Lou Brown from Major League. Like, who the fuck are these guys? Like that's was my immediate reaction to this card, but we'll make do, we'll find spots. Uh, but starting off in uh, sort of the bantamweight division, Julio Arce defeated Daniel Santos, decision, uh, 30-27, 30-27, um, I thought Arce looked really good. Uh, I think he would have made way if they gave him extra time. On this one, they wouldn't allow him any extra time, and, I, and he hadn't been at bantamweight for a while. I think this is his place to be. He, he's Since he's got to the UFC, I think his boxing has always been really good. His boxing looked good here. I think as long as he can get the, the weight under control, I mean, this guy's probably a top 15 bantamweight. Yeah, he's skilled. He's skilled, but got to make weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they didn't let him make weight because he was already late weighing in. Yeah, like he was walking up a little bit yeah. late, and there's like, yeah, we'll let you weigh in, but you're not going to be able to cut anymore because we're, we're finding you. Yeah, yeah. I think, the I other think thing that was, other guy's going to be in fun fights, too. The, the Willie Cat. Yeah. He was fun. I, I think he was outmatched in this one. I mean, a debut in Arce is – that's a that's a tough debut, especially if you're a striker. Um, you're going to have to deal with him. I mean, Dubronx trained, so, you know. There you go. I, it's funny. When I made the bet, I didn't know he was, like, Dubronx's boy. Like, I might not have bet Arce if I would have known that, just, you know. Out of respect. So. Respect. Anyway. All right. Let's move on now. Uh, oh, yeah. That's fight. Pierre Rodriguez defeated Kay Hansen. Uh, unanimous decision. 
Kay Hansen got cut today, so there's some good news. One less. He's on to bigger and better things on. Yeah, the only the fans. OnlyFans MMA scene. I'm trying to I'm trying to grasp it. So she's not attractive, remotely. She's not remotely attractive. Like the Paige Van Zandt thing. Sure, I get it. She, she's more attractive. She's popular. People know who she is. Like most, a lot of people know who Paige Van Zandt is. The wrestling thing now, all this stuff. With the Kay Hansen, are you really paying for her? Like to see, I, I don't, I don't get it. I can't figure it out. It's she's young, so but there's a lot of young people, naked people are, on the internet. There are so many, yeah. but she's not a celebrity. I mean, I understand even if you're semi, if you're a celebrity, it makes sense, right? You're, you're a famous athlete, you're a movie star, whatever celebrity. Then yes, even if they're not the best, you're like, oh, I want to see what I want to see it, right? What's the intrigue? The, Who's buying the Kay Hansen picks? The mouth breathers. But w- why? What's the? Because, man, have you been on MMA Twitter? To see what what these <laughs> souls yeah. are are doing with their point. lives, like this is true. I'm just trying to, like, I understand it with Paige. It's like curiosity, right? And she's and she's better looking, but like with the K Hansen, like Jessica Andrade had a uh, had an OnlyFans. Jessica Penne. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying Jessica to. I. Jessica, yep. that's a good one. What? <laughs> Not, no, no disrespect. I mean. You know, you gotta earn your keep, but I respect that. I respect the hustle, but I don't you know, understand the people buying it. I want to know when the male MMA fighters are going to get into OnlyFans. Yeah, is there more? Like I more said last week, do Diego's than paving than the way. Yeah, Diego <laughs> I mean, paved the way, man. Did he do that? Yeah, he was doing weird shit with that Joshua Fabia guy on OnlyFans. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I if, think if, they were just part of that that Nexium. The, the sex cults. I don't think Ooh. that was OnlyFans. I mean, who would I? I would honestly, but who would not buy Derek Lewis OnlyFans? Like, tell me you wouldn't want to just see it. Thick right? Willie OnlyFans. Oh God, the screen's not thick <laughs> enough. The Pringles can tape to a. Gonna need a can. wide lens <laughs> on that one. A wide lens. <laughs> yeah, like uh, hyper blues that Andrade can't be unseen. I did see those. It was exactly what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah. And, uh, hey Josh, hey Colby, nice to see you guys. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't get this whole, the OnlyFans thing in this MMA world. I mean, it, like, well, look, look how much money they make in fighting. Mm. And literally, literally, it's not costing them anything. No, it's the other side put... of the coin I'm talking about. I get oh, yeah. they're doing it. Why yeah. not? Right? Because, because these people the are on TV, Lance. If people are on TV, is or... she on TV? Kind of. ESPN Plus. Yeah. ESPN Plus. That's fair. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's questionable. Uh, it's it's very questionable. And then the the other thing, did you guys see all the stuff with uh? Oh, what's that guy's name? The Bellator champ who knocked out Pitbull. Oh. McKee. McKee. Uh, and he keeps talking about how he dreams of fighting Frank Yeager, and we're waiting on the UFC to talk and. Scott Coker was like, yeah, we're waiting on the UFC. We can do this. What? <laughs> Why the fuck would they do that? You have, like, two good people in your – like, this whole thing with the – now it's – and we're seeing it more like Bellator fighters calling out UFC fighters. And I think they're getting – and McKee all but said today he's fighting out his contract to go yeah. to the UFC. And yep. I, I wish we could turn the Bellators and PFLs – well, PFL kind of is already – into, like, this feeder 
thing. Because, like, McKee, to me, is proven. Now, competition-wise, he beat Pitbull and all that, but, like, he looks to me like a top two or three fighter in the world, right? Like, if we're, everyone's talking about who should Volkanovski fight next, like, I'm in for that <laughs> more than any other matchup, right? Yep. Yep. But we got to wait it out. Fight. Anyways, and, uh, he he was talking all this shit, um, and I clicked on his profile, and he's got like six thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> he should start an OnlyFans. Get <laughs> the numbers up. He should look. I I legitimately did not know that this weekend's Bellator card is the the final of their light heavyweight Grand Prix. I thought they just canceled it when uh, when Rumble Yolo didn't happen. Uh, Corey yep. Anderson and Nemkov. So here's where Bellator really fucks up these Grand Prix. When Every, did that thing start? I have no idea. Was that pre-COVID? <laughs> <laughs> they, like, if they were smart, they would do it. I understand you don't want to rush fighters back. Like every month, like it should have been like the last. Friday of every month is the is the tournament or whatever, and then you could you know PFL I think actually does like a good job of quickly getting in and, the, and PFL is interesting because you don't have these top top tier guys, but you have a bunch of guys you want to watch. Like I'm always way more interested in PFL than I am Bellator personally. It's like they put like Jeremy Stevens, Clay Collard, yeah, whatever. That's fucking awesome. Like I'm in, <laughs> I'm into this stuff. Like it's it, it's basically going to be a year to the date when they have it as the first. All the quarterfinals. We have a year tournament. That is not. I a know, year. but that's. But they, they don't. Those guys don't want to fight fucking more than three times in a year. Well, it, to me, I think what's going to happen with McKee is like he has he has to fight three times. So they offered him a new contract. He turned it down. And their championship clause is three fights as champion. I think he's going to actually try to. This is he's going to try to fight as often as possible. And Scott yeah. Coker is going to do his damnedest to fuck him and not let him fight. He's gonna do the the Dana Arlovsky thing from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He'll fight like Jake O'Brien on the prelims. <laughs> <laughs> and now Arlovsky's still making like five hundred grand a fight with no one fighting. Uh, absolute bums. Like literally, Great. like the worst. Like he's if you had the worst ten fights of the last five years, I think Arlovsky's like seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> that man's my hero when it comes to MMA Cash. fighters getting. Just you got You got a respect. Legend. You have to yeah. respect what this guy has done with how much money he's made with having no interest in making having any fun whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> Brutal. All right, we'll jump back into the card. Uh, thinking of old guys, uh, <laughs> heavyweight Alex Yolnick defeated Jared Vandera, Scarfold, first round. I uh, I didn't have a bet in this fight, and then like a couple hours before the card, I was like, you know, I need some more, I need some more bets on this bad boy. I got like a, a three fight break in between bets, so I should add something. I was looking through it, uh, and he was like plus 175 sub, and he was like plus 110 in the money line. I was like, yeah, it's worth it. So I played the old, old man sub at plus 170 and, uh, came home a winner. Smart. Yep. You see the video of him teaching. You know, you know who's not smart? <laughs> you Jared guys. Vandera. You guys. Too. Well, especially that guy. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. Did no, I hear he was smart. a black belt? Vandera was a black belt? Allegedly. He, his grappling looked real good until it didn't. Well, Took can his you back. get a black belt and get scarf hold, like get subbed by that? Is that possible? Do you lose your black belt? I mean, he might I be think, a black belt, think, but he's just dumb. Like, well, Yeah. And this scarf hold is an exception. 
Yes, it's a special scar. It's the magic one. But still, yeah. like, still. why? Why would he grapple? He had so many chances to disengage, get on the feet, and knock out this dude that was probably he already gassed. Hundred percent. Your bet was and... not either way. Your bet had no chance. Oh come on! Oh, no, no, if they're no, back no, on the no, feet, no. Onik is no sleeping. power. No power at all. Onik was hurt like four times nope. <laughs> in that minute. He was, just, he was just playing the role so that Vander would start grappling with him. He's not yeah. Glover. And it worked. He's not. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> there you go. He won. That's all. That's all that matters. All right. <sighs> Let's move on now. Welterweight division. Mike Mallett defeated Mickey Gall. Knockout. Um, I thought he looked good. Um, I faded him obviously because he was Canadian. Um, he good, I, eh? I, he, did, I thought, he did not look good. I thought he looked no. good. I, I did. I thought he looked good. I think he gets hit a little too much, but yes. I thought he, he I thought he looked hit good. a lot. Especially by Mickey, Mickey Gall. Gall. <laughs> Mickey Gall is this weird winging shit. Like he got Mickey hit him solid, real, real solid one time. But I thought offensively he looked good. He was Canadian. My expectations were no offense, <laughs> either of you, as you know. Uh, expectations on the ground for this guy. And then he had the good interview afterwards and raised a bunch of money. Um, it was overall, uh, it was a good performance. I thought he did good. <laughs> I like how the crowd booed him because he was like, you need to go to my Instagram profile. They're like, boo, you Florida. suck. Florida. <laughs> to raise money for a 15 year old with cancer. Yeah. And yeah. then like, they didn't like, cheer oh. or anything. They just stopped. Yeah, they're just like ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah. It was like, yeah. They booed him, and then, like, five minutes later, they cheered Ron DeSantis. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Also, Florida, baby. I, I think Florida. that might have been the only time I've ever seen a dude absolutely faceplant. And then I was like, eh, did they really need to stop that fight? He was fine. Right? He, he got woken up. He was out ski on the way down and hit his head yeah. and woke up and then he was good to go again. It was a good stoppage yeah. though. Like you have to stop no, it. Absolutely. When anyone falls like that, you stop it. But like, if he didn't stop it, <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gaul had, was landing some stuff and the he problem was. with Gaul, Gaul's biggest problem is that he got better at striking. It's ruining. Well, he, and, well, he can't wrestle either. That is he the biggest problem. He doesn't try to wrestle. Yeah. Like, with him, he should just be ch- charging at guys and just trying to grab them and try to swing to their back and something like that. Like, now he just thinks he's a striker, but does he not notice he's just getting knocked out? <laughs> he will I don't soon. Think so. I don't think he remembers it. Yeah, he might, he might have forgot. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on now. Women's bantamweight division, uh, Rocky Penning defeating Aspen Ladd, 29-28 across the board. I had Ladd in this one. I took I took a shot here at that, at that line. I thought she'd be able to take Rocky down. Like, a little bit in the third round, take her down, beat her up a little bit. I think Pennington's awful, so I, I don't know. I, I, I bit on the underdog. I shouldn't have. More amazing fight IQ in this fight. Did you see what she did in the third? She probably could have done that in the first and yep. the second. That's why I, that's just, why I chose bet. not to. I know, but she's a head case, and her corner are fucking brutal. <laughs> to tie it and all they around, all her mom's also on only thought fan. they won. Yeah. Yeah. Aspen I mean, she can mom. train full time in MMA because her mom's on OnlyFans. Yeah, so. she can afford it. Yep. I mean, her mom should get off OnlyFans so that Aspen Ladd has to get a real job because <laughs> MMA is not working for her. Yeah, not working out so well. Yeah, she's she's just an idiot. It's like there's some fighters out there that like you see them take. Yeah, Magic knows. Uh, <laughs> you can you can see it where certain fighters like you watch them in one fight and you see them do something and you're like. 
they can do that in every fight. Like you watch Aspen Ladd take someone down her ground and pound. You're like, God, she can beat anyone. And then you get a matchup where it's like, this is all you have to do. Nope. Nope. And she's such a bad striker. Like Mickey Gall, like tries to learn how to strike and has a little tiny bit of power. So does that. Aspen Ladd shows nothing on the feet yet. She thinks her best strategy is just to get punched in the face. And then they fight her. So stupid. I mean, yeah, I mean, good thing her mom has that really good job on OnlyFans because she'd be in trouble right here. Aspen Lad doesn't seem like she'd be good at anything else. Maybe like, like chopping trees down or something. Maybe she could do that. She's got the big upper body. I wouldn't trust her to bag my groceries. Mm. Well, she could put the eggs in the wrong spot. There's a lot that can happen there. She'd probably cut her own arm off. She'd probably like go to like, Hold the log like this, and then her hand would go here, and she would just start. She wouldn't even notice when she was chopping her hand off. <laughs> she would just, oh my god, my hand's gone. <laughs> oh, she's the fucking worst. All right. Um, <laughs> middleweight division. Anthony Fluffy Hernandez defeated Josh Freb, uh Decision. Hernandez looked good for most of this fight. I feel like his grappling has gotten a lot better. I think a lot of people thought it was a fluke. Um, in the Vera fight, but he does, he looked good in this fight until he didn't a little bit, but like, friend isn't a complete joke, and I don't know, Fluffy's, uh, he's an interesting one. Where'd he get all this cardio, man? I, I know. I the way he was fighting, I was like, dude, this, he better get him out of there or he's gonna gas, and he was just able to continue to do it, like. Yeah. That shocked me a bit. Another idiot, though. Cause yeah. like, how many times do you have to go for the exact same fucking choke? And Dude, he thinks because he got Vieira. He, he thought that he got Vieira with He's like, he man, this is the finisher. This is the finisher. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get everybody with this now and just I, I could have put I could have finished oh. Vieira <laughs> at that point yeah, in that round. Exactly. Yeah, but, uh, Drendine said the Walmart receipt checker. I don't know if yeah. Aspen Ladd can read. So yeah. it depends how – maybe Costco one. The where Costco just, one. It's the marker. Yeah. The <laughs> check mark. That's got to be the – what's the ROI on that person? Because <laughs> you're not counting anything. You're not stopping theft. You're not saying – is it is it basically like the goodbye person? Like what is the – like what are they thinking? All right. It's like 47 – yep. 47. It's, it's for show. Just, just in case somebody was like, you know what? I'm not going to steal yeah. today because yeah. this receipt checker is. This bad. 96 year old man is going to tackle me to the ground. <laughs> oh, God. Brutal. Yeah. All right. Um, welterweight division. Ian Gary defeated Darian Weeks. Uh, you know, decision. Lackluster. Thought this was lackluster. Yeah, he fought smarter this time and didn't yeah. get hit as much and it sucked. It did so, suck. like, go back to fighting dumb and get hit more yeah. and have fun fights. Well, if you're going to be this big thing and everyone keeps comparing you to Conor McGregor, can't recall Conor ever having a fight like that, especially against lower talent. Like, you have to put away the losers. You just have to. Yeah. Like, that's – you're not going to get big with boring decisions. That's just not how it works. But, I mean, I think the kid's good, but I think he showed a lot of flaws. Like, maybe it's because I had higher expectations, but that fight wasn't some kind of blowout. Like, no. Weeks had his moments. Like, I don't know. And I had money on Gary there. I had it in a parlay. I think with Arce. But, like, I don't know. I wasn't overly overly sold on that one. There will nope. there will come a time to, yeah. to get, get get him. But not against these shitty guys. No. I think I think now he's got to take a, take a step up. But we'll see. All right. Let's head to the pay-per-view. Um, kind of underwhelming here. Uh, Mark Matson defeated uh, Vince Pichel. 
Um, it looked like it was getting interesting, and then it wasn't. Um, just not great. This is a weird match. It's like two old fellas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I didn't enjoy this one. I don't think Madsen's very good either. You're – man, what happened to you, Lance? You used to bet – like I know he's not NCAA, but you used to enjoy wrestling. You used to enjoy wrestling. You just don't – you don't give a shit about it anymore. You Have don't I bet against ever... wrestlers. Name one non-American wrestler that I've liked. What? You can't. Can't do it. Ilya Latifi. No, I've never been a Latifi fan. Carlo, Carlos Vemola. Carlos Condit. <laughs> great American wrestler. Um, I, 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 I've always been extremely biased. If you were not a Division One All-American American wrestler, no interest in you. Matt, and you, can't and, even, you can't even enjoy the wrestling anymore, and, right? Well, first of all, calling Greco-Roman wrestling is a bit of a stretch. Have you ever watched Greco-Roman wrestling? No. You I've should watch, watch one match. Like, it looks like an MMA fatty's in a fatty fight. Yes. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not. It's, you're not, you're not shooting on the legs. It's, it's nothing like it. Like, I don't, like, I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling, like, I watch wrestling as much as I can, right? Like, all the NCAA wrestling and, the Olympic stuff and team trials, all this stuff. I, I, I've never met someone who likes Greco-Roman wrestling. Like, oh my god, I can't wait for this match. It's not a thing. They don't even have, they don't even have it in college. They don't have it in high school. It's not even an option. So. Well, uh, the U.S. is also weird like that. We're the best. Well, freestyle well, is, freestyle is the, is the dominant wrestling form in the world. Um, yeah. In the U.S. in high schools, um, and then in college, it's folk style wrestling, which is clearly the best type of wrestling. Um, freestyle is very um, fun. Pro wrestling is the yes. best style of wrestling. There we go. Obviously, yeah. That's I saw because them. they're professionals, they get paid for it. Yeah, I saw our old high school rival Cody uh, Cody Runnels is is back, huh? Yeah, saw that in the yep. Twitter. He made the big return to to the W. That's great. Um, and I saw a little clip. I don't watch wrestling, you know, because I'm an adult. Um, I saw a clip on, on Twitter of him talking. It seems like he has definitely repaired the lisp since I knew him in high school. He's definitely had a, uh, a speech coach. Yeah. I mean, in high school, like we'd, he was always like, he went, he went to our rival high school, but like we were all like buddies and like wrestlers are always like super competitive, but friends. It's just, I think it's like you're going through the, you're in the suck. <laughs> So like you gotta yeah. respect it, and like we used to be like Cody Waddle, <laughs> and like you always clapped <laughs> and like, but yeah, it seems like he's uh he's he's doing well. I don't know about this this tattoo that he got. No, that's that's not a good one. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him that his dad's wrestling name is is Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes, uh, because like that's what pulls it out of him. Because mm. he, he starts to get like a little emotional when he talks about his dad, and yeah. he goes back to his actual voice, and uh, yeah, yeah. His uh, his his dad was um, my best friend's football coach when we were like twelve. <laughs> he was very active in the community. They actually had a a I WWE event at uh, Cody's high school when we were in high school. When Cody was like a, I think he was like a sophomore. They did like an actual like wrestling event in the high school and stuff. Nice. That's pretty badass. I was there. It was fun. The Steiner brothers were there. I remember that. Uh, and there was like a bunch of, cause like, um, in Atlanta, all the WCW guys were in Atlanta. 
Yeah. Steiners were uh, Michigan. Or Michigan? Yeah. I don't know where they live, but all of them lived in Atlanta. No, then. but like they, they wrestled <laughs> at Michigan, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. My uh, my dental hygienist married the Patriot. Do you remember him? Classic. Yeah, that yeah. was when I was watching that. Show. He wasn't like super famous, and I remember like I was I was a kid or whatever. I was young. I was like middle school, high school, and we were just talking about whatever. And I had had her a couple times, and she mentioned like, yeah, my uh, my boyfriend's a re-, like I said I was a wrestler or whatever. I think it was in high school. <laughs> And she was like, my, my boyfriend's a wrestler or whatever. I was like, oh, that's cool. And thinking like, you're fucking old lady. What are you, what are you talking about? And then she was like, it's the Patriot. <laughs> if you know that. And I was like, oh, that's. You're like Drew Bledsoe. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. That's a different kind of wrestling there. But yeah. But anyway, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on here. Women's strawweight division, Mackenzie Dern defeated Tisha Torres, uh, split decision. I actually enjoyed this fight. I thought it was more interesting than I assumed. I, there's only like, probably like 10 or 12 WMF fighters, maybe five. That's too much. Five yeah, or six that, um, that I like watching. Mackenzie Dern does fall into that. I usually enjoy her fights. Uh, her grappling's fun. She does some weird shit. Her striking is so terrible that it's almost entertaining to watch. Um, or get punched, yeah. Yeah, I had I had a bet on Dern, and I was not confident. I would say going to the cards, I thought I thought um, Tisha won the won the first personally. Um, so I didn't think it was the right call, but I was happy with it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a coin flip fight, just like the the odds said. I, yeah, it was close. Yep. And, you know, credit to Tisha not getting subbed in that weird second round. Yeah. These uh, White Claw surf ones, very good. This is a um, tropical pomelo smash. I'm getting fancy now. There's uh, yeah. there's a local distillery that's, uh, that's doing gin? these gin drinks. Ooh, and this awesome. one's tangerine, lemon, and a hint of mint. I haven't had a... A canned gin drink, but I've been on this huge gin kick the last like year. Like it's all I drink. Like because I do like work dinners and stuff. I'm out of whatever. Like I always get, like get a gin cocktail or whatever. That big big into gin. I had some weird one in Denver last week. Work have travel for almost the, uh, the Ryan Reynolds gin. I have not. I just say when they ask me, would you have a specific gin? Like I am not. I say pick a oh, gin. You don't have a bottle of them at home or or anything. Like I. That. I'm not a cocktail at home guy. I don't know if it's for some reason I could I could make the same exact yes. drink at home as I do in a bar, and I'm just not going to want it here. Fair. I don't know why. When someone makes me a drink, I like it. If here I'm drinking beer or like a seltzer or like scotch, because you can't fuck scotch up. You put it in a cup. I can even do that. I I put it in a glass, but that's just me. Well, I'm a classy man. I do put it in a glass. You know, rich people. <laughs> but work travel, we were traveling and. I picked a bad time to travel home. There was this crazy storm in New York, and we my plane left. I had to connect in New York from Denver. It was a bad flight. It was a last-second flight. And um, we got delayed like 45 minutes to take off, and I had like an hour and 45-minute layover. So we land, and I'm like, okay, good. I think we'll be still be okay. Like My flight's not boarding for 40 minutes. And I was like, but I'm at LaGuardia, which is the worst airport in the entire universe. So we we land and we're we're starting to taxi and then we just stop. I'm like what the fuck's going on? And then we're moving a little bit and then we stop. It took us 35 minutes from when we landed 
<laughs> to get to the uh, to get to the gate because they were so backed up everywhere. So I'm getting out. I'm fucking. They're about to. They're boarding in like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And I'm getting out. I'm like, I'm the guy who I never do this if you know me because I'm always punctual. I'm sprinting through the fucking airport. So LaGuardia is going through all this fucking crazy construction right now, which they have been forever. And the terminals, so Terminal Three and Terminal Four, do not connect. And I had to go to Terminal Four from Terminal Three. So there's no walkway. There's no like train or stop. You literally go outside. Pouring rain. You go outside. You stand outside with all these other people, and they bring like fucking public transportation buses. So Shuttle I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for that ten minutes. That happens in like the Caribbean when you. This is fucking <laughs> New York. This is New York City. So I wait ten minutes. We're on the bus, and I'm like, we're boarding in like three minutes. So we get in this bus. I'm like, okay, we're gonna be okay. So the bus is we're we're driving around airplanes. We're in the fucking tarmac. Like, <laughs> literally on the tarmac. So I'm like, okay, it's right over there. I can see where we get off. So the guy stops. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? We had to sit there for 20 minutes while we let four planes drive by so they can go take off. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, my flight is literally landing in 10 minutes. And once I get there, I know I have to – are leaving. And I was like, I have to – it's on the other side. Like, we get on at, like, gate, like, 86. And I have to go to 98, which is all the way through these things. I'm sprinting through this fucking airport. I am going. I was like, I'm not missing this fucking flight because it was like I wasn't getting enough the next day. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I get to the fucking gate. My flight's delayed an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is my plane had landed, and the plane I was taking was sitting on the tarmac for an hour. <laughs> Your story was so bad that Sean left. That was a great yeah, story. Hilarious. Had, great had time to, to blow mean, my nose. It's a good story. There's nothing to talk about on the card we got to fill Explaining time. how your country is a third world country and doesn't uh, have a functional City. airport. Uh, in LaGuardia. I, well, I did connect in Detroit on the way out there, which is the greatest airport in the world. I love Detroit. Yeah, oh, that's good. the best. Can't be, can't be Detroit. But LaGuardia, do not travel to LaGuardia. It, it's always been bad. It's a fucking – I'm on a bus avoiding planes. I've never seen anything like it. When they said we were taking a bus, I was like, oh, we're going to go on these back roads. We're going to pull up to the terminal and go in a door. Uh uh-uh. uh, we're whooping around fucking 747s and shit. <laughs> fucking bonkers. Anyway, I made it. We got home. All right. Um, welterweight division. This is the best fight on the card. Obviously, this kind of saved the pay per view for me. Uh, Chimaev defeated Gilbert Burns. I took a shot on Burns. I think I had to at that price. I was feeling decent after the uh, second round. Chimaev's the real. I-, I know some people are pointing out his flaws here. That might be one of the best chin performances I've seen in some yep. time. That 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 shot that Gilbert landed in the second round was a fight-ending shot. Clear as day that that finishes any sing, every single person in the division, I think, goes to sleep on that shot. That was as clean as you can get. Five seconds later, that shot lands. Chimaev's taking him down. That was impressive. I was impressed by the guy. Um, some people were questioning his cardio coming in. I think it, it faded a little bit, but that was a fucking war, and he dominated the third round. So, mm, he until dominated the end. that round. Until the end. Nope. He, Maybe he dominated the first dominated like ninety seconds of the round. Uh, he, he, I thought he. Could. If on, if there wasn't the one clear sequence, if there wasn't the one sequence where Gilbert, for no reason, just shelled up against the the cage and, and let Cumshot tee off on him, um, Gilbert won the rest of that round. He clearly. I lost think the rest third. of the, I think the rest of the round was fairly close, but. I it was Fair. weird. I I thought Gilbert was done at that point because mm-hmm. he he shot for the takedown. Like he was kind of covering up. He shoots for he a takedown, like, eh. doesn't get it, 
I was just like, dude, this guy is ready to be put away. Yeah. Uh, but props to him, man. He came back and it was throwing some bombs later on. But yep. yeah, Chemayev is is very good. Uh, I think there's going to be some people that, that lose a lot of money fading that guy because he uh, he is real. A lot of things got answered, obviously. Yeah. Um, yep. didn't, didn't get Burns out of there. I think that's a credit to Burns. I think I underestimated yeah. Burns. He's, he he's wanted to good. quit a few times. I could, you could tell he wanted to get out of there a few times, but he wanted to quit. He once. pushed through. He did. He he pushed through. But I think that's like I think Chimaev looked. He looked good. I think he looked how how he was. I think he showed some flaws, and he can be hit, um, and, and kind of cleaned out at certain times. But his chin is. I mean, it was granite, and I and I was impressed by his cardio, honestly, because that was as grueling as a fight as you can get. That was a very grueling fight. Plus, he was hurt. He was hurt a couple times. He was dropped. Um, I was impressed. I, I'm excited for the Colby fight. Um, if he beats Colby, you gotta you gotta give it to the guy. Um, but we'll, cause he, he's not gonna be able to out wrestle Colby, I don't think. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm excited for that one. I think Colby's gonna have a tough time out wrestling <laughs> him. Matt, Magic said, "If you ignore the time, Burns died four times." Yeah, I agreed. The first minute of that fight, I thought I thought I thought it was gonna be stopped the first like minute and a half of the third round. I don't think well, it was that bad, but oh, it, he he was, it, it did not he look good. He didn't from Burns. actually land anything. Burns huge. was zombie mode. Yeah, Burns was shelled up. He looked completely gassed. He looked like he was on his way out, and Cumshot didn't didn't land anything worth a damn in that period of time. He definitely won the round and deserved the decision, but then Burns came back, back and was like, "I'm just gonna." Just gonna start winging overhand rights, and he hit him with every and single him. fucking one of them that he yeah. threw. I mean, it was a grueling, I mean, grueling fight. I'm, I'm not so sure of that. Like, like it, it was a war. It was, it was a very good fight, but it's not like it was some incredibly paced fight. It was pretty fast. A dude I don't know that has killer cardio or anything like that. Agreed. Like, That's why the everyone. Is yeah, exactly. That's why the Colby fight is very interesting. But everyone going into that fight was like, oh, man, like Burns has no cardio. He's not going to have to worry about going deep in this fight. And yeah. then he's in a, a knockdown, drag yeah. him out fight with with Gilbert Burns, yeah. uh, who was completely gassed from, like, the fourth minute yeah. on. But let's not forget, I mean, Burns was the number two ranked fighter in the world coming to this. And, and to my end... Yeah. He, he took care of business. I thought that was impressive. And I actually think Colby is a tougher matchup for Tamayev than Usman. I don't know about Why? that. Why? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like on the feet, I feel like Tamayev is going to be able to stick and move a little bit. And I don't think Usman's going to take the fight to the ground. I, I don't know. I feel like Colby's cardio and just how he moves a lot. I, I don't know. I think Colby's a more difficult matchup. Colby gets hit more, and Chemayev has good power. Colby has and way I, better cardio than Usman. It, I don't. He doesn't have I way better cardio. He's got way better volume. What's like, the last fight? He's got way better volume. He's got more volume. More, he, but, more volume, better cardio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Usman's going or not Usman. Chemayev's uh, going through the same evolution that every talented MMA fighter goes through where they learn how to do a lot of things really well offensively, yeah. uh, but their defense is lagging way behind. Yeah. 
and I'm also and it doesn't matter against Colby or Usman. I'm kind of unsure about his actual BJJ. Like when fights get so, on the ground, he's so strong and athletic. I don't think it, it matters. It doesn't matter. He has the def- <laughs> the defense to stuff it. That's why I don't yeah. like. Yes, he does have very. He has some bad defensive uh, liability on the feet, but he dictates where the where fights take place. Like if yeah. I don't think people are gonna really take him down and hold him down. So he's good, man. He's good. He's, he's good. Gonna be that, if they make that fight and they put it supposedly on ABC for free, that'd be wild. It's it's gonna be. That's I think the it's the best good. thing that they can do. They're yeah. gonna get so many eyes on that, and Bias, if he's he popular. wins that fight. He yeah, is. If he wins that fight, he's going to be a huge star. Yeah. Um, he's but, done everything yeah, right. He's, Chimaev, inside, outside the cage, how he talks, he has done absolutely everything right. I would say up to this point. He has done everything right to be popular, how he talks, the things he says, his fighting Hanging style. Dictators. Yeah. 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 He took yep. the FaceTime call with the Russian dictator, and that's how yeah. you get motivation to be better. You know? Yeah. Because if you lose, you will get murdered. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, let's quickly go through these next two. <laughs> if you retire, we... you're going to get murdered. <laughs> yes. All right, let's quickly go through these next two before we go to this just disgustingly horrible, awful card uh, coming up this week. Um, Bantamweight, Aljamain Sterling defeated Peter Yan. Uh, split decision. First off, I thought I think no matter how you scored this fight or whatever, Aljo was way better. I think everyone was writing him off in this fight, and I thought he was way better than anticipated, including me. I thought Jan was going to run through him. I thought, you know, Aljo was kind of mentally broke coming into this. I didn't think he'd be able to take him down like he did. With that said, I I didn't score the fight for Aljo. Um, so you scored it wrong. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, all I remember from the first – now, when you have these longer fights and you're watching it in real time and you get this first round where not much happens either way, you're remembering uh. certain things about it. All I remembered is Aljo ran 16 miles in the first round. He ran he ran around the cage 74 times and landed like a bunch of kicks that did absolutely nothing. Where I saw Jan Jan stalk, stalking him, getting in his face a little bit, not nothing. throwing a lot, not throwing a lot not either, throwing a lot, not landing but a lot. Aljo literally sprinted away from him <laughs> for the entire first round. So I scored that with no. Jan. Now, if I was Gun to head, how would I score that fight? I'd probably score that fight a draw. That's probably how I would score it if you put gun to head. I thought that I thought that probably was a 10-8 second round. No damage. It was I, damage. I, no, I, I agree. There was damage. There, there was, was damage. There was some. He there, landed like there, a couple punches. There was a on couple ground, where Jan turtled up on the ground because he was t- when. The one where he flattened him out, like early on in that back mount, he landed some really, really good shots. He hit some underneath shots. He hit some ground and pound. And Jan was hurt, and he was kind of turtling up for a second. And that was complete. If, if that's not a 10-8, right? Like what you're saying is we should score the first round and the second round the same. That's my problem when you don't when you're not liberal on these 10-8s. Unfortunately, yes, because I like. If if he landed like five or ten more punches on the ground, fine. There was just like he he dominated. I just want more damage. I just want more he, damage. He he. he, he I I know, but he, the problem with that is it's just the body. The problem triangle. with that is should the first round, the very close round where nothing happened, should that dictate the winner 
more than Aljo dominating the second round. Uh, no, it doesn't matter because Aljo won the first round. But, but I, let's, let's say he <laughs> did. Let's say he lost forty-eight. If he, if he lost forty-eight, forty-seven, <laughs> would you think it was fair that Jan got the first round and the second round was scored the same? Absolutely yes. not. How no. that second round was domination. Absolute it was dominant. dominant. I just want damage. Was like dominate. He, he, he fucking manhandled him. him. He 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 had landed a couple of good strikes. Dude, I I scored it for Aljo. I just scored it at three to two. No ten eights. I bet Peter Yon. I don't know how much better he was in this fight. He capitalized on Young some was awesome circumstances. Yeah, Young, Young was, was stupid and didn't throw mean, anything early in the first round. Smoothest brain. Smooth brain. He <laughs> threw nothing in the first round, yeah. even though he was trying to be aggressive, so, which is weird. And then he just gave up his back twice. Yeah. And th- those are write-ups. Well, I think the gave up his back, Aljo is... No. Very good at getting okay, the, the the one in the second round was very good. The one in the third was pretty he served that one up. He was overconfident. Like, Jan was way overconfident going into this fight. Was it the I, I one just in think, the third he like the one in the third he like clipped him off a weird clinch. Yeah, he exit. hit him. He hit him there, yeah. And then I, I think that had a lot to do with him getting Jan's back in the third. Yeah, um, I agree. But with this said, all just Aldo's gonna lose his next fight. I don't care who it's against. He's gonna lose. Against he Aldo. might win his next fight. But if if I was Aldo. to give you minus two hundred odds on Peter Yan in the in the rematch, would you take Peter Yan? I'd take Yan. Yes, I would. Be, I'd bet yeah. Yan. I know that's the easily because Aldo literally like he literally has he to had get to a takedown and body down. triangle, or else he is fucked. Because yeah. look at that fourth round and look at that fifth round. Yeah, it wasn't competitive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say look at the fourth round. Look at the people second are like, round. Oh, wasn't as Jan bad. dominated the fourth. The fourth. Yeah. He late. People are like, "Oh, Aljo point fought his way to victory. He was just winning rounds." So did Jan. What the fuck do you think Jan do yeah. in round four? 100%. He laid on yeah, him. He, that was well. I think I think in the stupid. fifth round, it's it's where corners can be better too. I think like Jan's corner going into the fifth round should a you have to assume your fighter loses any close round. Like that's always yeah. my my suggestion. So. Yeah. Very, very, very real chance, because he definitely lost second, definitely lost third. First at best is a coin flip, right? So if I'm Jan's quarter, I'm going, finish him. Or you lost. Yeah, you, you know? have to. Finish him. You have to go but for finishes. To your or at question, least get though, a 10-8. At yeah. least fucking try to get a 10-8. Like. Yes, but to your question, I, I would – I'd play Jan probably up to 350. I mean, I think he wins that fight most of the time. Like – I think a couple perfect things had to happen for Aljo to win, and hats off to Aljo for capitalizing. He when capitalized. that guy gets your back, you're not getting up. It wasn't anything Jan did wrong. He has one of the best, you know, back taking holes there is in the game. But yeah, I Jan think actually it just, defended the the rear naked really well. attempts incredibly well. And that's all you can do is yeah. defend versus Aljo. But yeah, like you, you can't get him off of you. Yeah. It's With that said, I don't care if it's Dillashaw or Aldo. I think I would I would take either of them uh, against Aldo. I just love sure. that the only one who's live to be the correct predictor of the Bantamweight champion at the end of this year <laughs> I, this no, guy right here. Uh, <laughs> I all, took, all you guys said Jan. You guys uh, all said Jan. Did I? No, I thought I said Cejudo. No. Oh, I got to look it up no. now. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I said Cejudo, who just entered the Osada pool. 
Yeah, but that's to fight Volkanovski. He's putting pushing. Yeah, he's going up bills. to forty five. <laughs> he's pushing. He's easily pushing. Uh, Lance, unfortunately, you had yawn. Was it last uh, year that I, I took Cejudo? Probably. I think it was last year I took Cejudo. Yeah, it must have been. Because I know I took uh, him one year. Yeah, he's you did last year. Back. It was yeah, last year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how. After the first fight, I was like, "Yeah, I'd probably take Aljo if I got two fifty. And then it got up to four hundred, and I still didn't bet him in this fight. Oh, you didn't bet him. I let all you. No, I let all you assholes talk me into to thinking that Jan was some sort of god. Since when did you do that? I don't yeah. know. I don't I know. Trust. I'm getting soft in my old age. All right, let's take thirty yeah, seconds on my this. brain. Let's take thirty seconds of this main event before we whip through this disgusting card again. Um, Volkanovski defeated Korean Zombie. This was just such a waste of time. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I want to see Volkanovski face. Like, you know, I'm very against guys going up in weight and challenging the belt when they're the champ. I hate that. I don't hate it for Volkanovski. There's nothing. There's nothing. There, nothing. The people saying, I need to see that Max Holloway fight again. Did you watch the first no. two? That was 50 minutes of boring. Was anyone calling for Woodley Wonderboy 3? People were. People I, I were. keep hearing. Yeah. I keep hearing that the first one was a uh, fight of the year candidate, and I just it was horrible. Know. It was the horrible. first one they was a fight horrible. of the year candidate, and the second one Max won. Don't you know? No one won any of those. No. <laughs> I, don't know who I, him to, I don't know who Volkanovski should fight next because, in it, I, usually I hate when guys say this stuff, as you know, but like he was right. He was like, I need challengers, guys. Like, there's, yeah. you'll get 145 all the way down. I think there's zero matchups I would say I'm interested in with Volkanovski. Arnold no. Allen. What? <laughs> right? If, like, if is they that don't, best? if they don't let Aldo fight Aljo, he goes up to 145 and gets his revenge on Volkanovski. Oh, That's a bad idea. That's a bad <laughs> idea. That's a very bad I idea. mean, but at the same time, Volkanovski could die in the cage if he fights our boy. Dubronx would do horror. What is it? What do we have? Like a thirteen-inch reach advantage over <laughs> Volkanovski? <laughs> What's he gonna do? And that's, to point and fight that's just a hog analysis. Holy yeah, shit! That's the hog. Has anyone ever tried to point fight Dubronx? I just feel like that's a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> he doesn't point uh, fight anymore. He's knocking fools out. Yeah, co- yeah fucking to. Korean zombie. All right, let's move on to this card. Um, like I said, zero research into this bad boy this week. Works uh, not good today. Um, it's really bad. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. All right, bantamweight division. Uh, Alatang versus uh, the hillbilly Kevin Kroom. This fight's okay for action, I guess. New Sean should should be fun-ish. Yeah, it should it should be fun-ish for how low level it is. Um, yeah, I I didn't look into this fight too much. Uh, Kroom, he's just not that good. Alatang uh, likes to be hit. I, I, I don't. I think Alatang probably wins, but uh, I, I'm not betting this. It's. Let's hope it's fun. Yeah, Magic did say he wanted me to say Taporia is the one that's going to take off Volkanovski. He might have some of the best chance that. in there in a year from now. Who knows? The division's so shit, and Taporia's damn <laughs> Brad. Uh, I, I took a little uh, a little flyer on Kroom by sub. Uh, I think like half of his wins are by sub, uh, including his win turned to no contest in the UFC. 
Alatang is seems super durable. Like Casey Kenny kicked the shit out of that dude. Uh, yep. and he never seemed like he was going to get out of there. So I think Kroom's only chance to win is that this dude shoots like a super sloppy takedown and he grabs a guillotine or something like that. Uh, other than that, it's probably going to be a decision for, uh, for Heidi Alatang. Yeah. Um, nothing here. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to start watching this card live, like really seriously with other sports going on, but, um, I'll take Alatang here. Um, Kevin Kroom can be dangerous and he finds ways to get finishes, but Alatang is pretty tough. So I do favor him a little bit here, but I don't, I don't see any, anything. What's the line of this one anyway? Yeah, still like the same. So minus 180 and Alatang. I don't, I don't see anything here. All right, let's move on. What the fuck? Uh, is Stella Nunez versus Sam Hughes? New, new Sean? Don't have much here either. Um, this is a pretty low level shit. The, the ladies are 0 4 combined in the UFC. Everyone wants to fight. Uh, everybody wants to fight. The fight island. Uh, it's, it's bad. Uh, I'll probably pick the underdog Hughes. Maybe she can, she can get Nunez down. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I could really give a shit about this fight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who these people are. Brad? This isn't some low level shit. This is the <laughs> lowest level shit. And yep. for that reason, if you're playing this fight, you gotta play Sam Hughes. You gotta take the underdog in shitty women's MMA. Isn't and. She no, I don't think so. I thought she was Canadian. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, she's the opposite of Canadian. She's from Iowa. Yeah, she's Canadian. <laughs> um, and both of Nunez's losses are by sub against not good people. Uh, so I took some, uh, some Sam Hughes sub plus 900. It's the only thing I got in this fight. It sucks. Hopefully we get some armbar from guard. So, Ugh. don't know much about these, these human beings. Can't recall them except this one chick got knocked out by Tisha Torres. It was an eye injury. Okay. And if yeah. you recall, Bro Hugs <laughs> took that down, Tisha Torres. And then she <laughs> became man. gay. Lucky man. Yeah, he took that down. That's Of all the Bro hug stories, I think him bragging about turning Tisha Torres into a lesbian has to be top three. <laughs> Definitely. I, <laughs> it's got to be... I think that's got to be top three. Like, it's some like, <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> this chick hated my dick so much, she's gay. Isn't that awesome? Do you, think that, do you think that's above or below him trying to give fight advice to Chris Camozzi? <sighs> yeah, that was pretty bad. He was. I think he was actually trying to show him how to throw a leg kick. <laughs> <laughs> the balls of that man to do that. Uh, oh. The Tisha Torres story, though, they're all good. There's you can write a book on that guy's failures in life. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll take I'll take Nunez. All right, um, lightweight division: Jordan Levitt versus Trey Ogden. I yes. All right, Brad or Nushan. <laughs> this is another one, but uh, it's it's not great. Um, I just looked in. And Jordan leave it by sub is like plus yes. eight eight twenty five yes. at yep. dimes. J- literally just bet it. I just yeah, I better bet that quick before it moves. Um, that seems wild for a guy that has most of his wins by sub. Uh, and the other guy, the guy. Has, 
who's all has been subbed in three of his four losses. Um, yep. What you're talking into a play? Does he does he win? I don't know. They're both pretty shitty. Uh, I I can hope that that Levit gets some takedowns and oh and that eight twenty five is bogus. That's not a real line, is it? Ah, uh, it's yeah. a dimes. It's a dimes. I just all the other sites have it at like plus three fifty. Not my problem. Tony is 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 Tony is Tony coming back from the, from the dead to get to get me and uh and Brad or, or did I ever tell you when there? Brad got me kicked off five dimes for past posting? What really? That was, we were... that was finished MMA. Who could have known that that happened when we made that bet? So we're this is when we're this is when the podcast was sponsored by Five Dimes. By the yeah, way, what the fuck? So we're getting money from Five Dimes every single week, and that's when we were using it to bet, and we worked all that stuff up. Brad texts me at like it's like nine in the morning or something. He's like, "Dude, you gotta bet this finished MMA fight." It's already over and Tony left it up. <laughs> and like, I only, I think I only put like a hundred bucks on it. And then Rookie like, shit. it was like full Sopranos with Tony. He's like, you trying to take my fucking money? Cause like, I remember my account got locked and it said enter chat and I entered chat and it was Tony. And he was like, straight to Tony. Who the fuck you think you is? <laughs> like he was just like right in my face. And I was like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, fuck you, you think you can just say sorry for stealing my money? And he was like, I was like, are we gonna go? Through <laughs> the computer? Yeah, RIP though. Good man, Tony. Super dead. Yep. RIP. Um, <laughs> after that, he still offered to, to pay for a, a night out for me when I went down to Costa Rica and lap dances and stuff. Um, I assume he actually was gonna have me killed. Do you remember when Nick tried to get our accounts back and, and then Tony wouldn't do it? Yeah. Nick Kalikas. And that's crazy after like what Luca did and he got his accounts back. I know. Luca, fuck. The man. hilarious thing is we had an analysis fucking Dimes account and you two could not get your accounts back. It wasn't my, my fault. Back. It was Brad's fault. He. It was totally my fault. It, yeah. I'm like, um, and you know what? And I remember I had I, in my five dimes account. I this is before all the legal betting. I had um, I remember having Matt Kuchar at like thirty to one, and oh. it was in the dimes account. And he's leading on Sunday, and I was like, I need him to lose. I don't think I can get over this if he wins this. I was like, I don't <laughs> think this is going to be the end of me. And he blew the lead on eighteen. And I was like, Perfect. That's <laughs> Cooch, baby. You're welcome. Oh, fucking, uh, Luca unfollowed me on Twitter after all these years. I think he didn't Recently? like my fake story time. Is, oh. That must have been like in the last little while because I haven't seen his couple tweet. days. I don't know. Maybe maybe he blocked me because I yeah. made fun of him on the last oh. podcast. Oh. Did, Brad, did Brad just die? <laughs> yeah. I just died a it's, little. I'm um, still here. Yeah, it was, I posted that thing about I was going to do a longer podcast, but there was like a leak in my, like I did this whole fake thing and he didn't like it. You know, uh, we used to be business. We were, we were business partners. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote, you wrote on his website. <laughs> Fucking oh, God. baseball picks and shit. Baseball and golf, man. I have to I, check I, I re- if he blocked me. Oh, one of my funniest okay. things with Luke, I remember when he first started, um, he was tailing my golf. And, like, I've always done well at golf. It's always been, like, this season's been a little rough. But, like, I don't think I've ever had a losing year in golf. And Luke yeah. was betting my golf picks every week. And he had never really watched golf. So he's, like, we like it's, like, a Saturday in a tournament. And, like, we had a bunch of guys in contention. 
And he kept texting me like, oh, my God, we got screwed. Oh, my God, we got screwed. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, our guys keep missing putts by like an inch. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is so, so – you know, he's, this is such a rip. <laughs> so I, I just pulled him up on the old Twitter machine. And he used to follow me and I used to follow him. So he blocked me and then unblocked me because none of neither of us – Follow each other. Follow each other? Nice. I don't think he blocked me. I never met Luca in person. You mean he wasn't there when you were in Vegas two weeks ago? Um, he didn't no. show up? Was was he moving? Uh, yeah, I think he had, a, he had an apartment issue. <laughs> you know, the landlord's in Vegas. You can't trust him. You just... I, you, gotta, you gotta check on Yelp, man. You gotta check on Yelp. It's funny, we, we've, we've been around for so long, like, the bro hugs, the Lucas, like, all these different people, like, we've seen all the shit. <laughs> Jeremy, we know Jeremy, how. Jeremy pulled up all the old story. we won't go into that too oh, much, but Jeremy yeah, pulled up all the old stories about Lucas' childhood. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's for another... That's for the podcast. That's, oh, that's, that's the uh, that's the OnlyFans uh, edition right there. What was, the, what, was the name, what, was his, what was his last name? Son. Yes, <laughs> Lucas. Son. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you have to do when the car is really bad. You just got to bring up all these old stories about bag water and oh. all. Uh, all kind of, oh, and. It, do you remember the Kyle, the Kyle Marley thing in the bar in Nashville too? Were you there that year? When this like I was the, there. Sean wasn't there. I, I was wasn't. There. This seventy five year old man. So me and Kyle and a bunch of people were on the ones. I think Bro Hugs was there too. I think it's the same weekend. We were in Nashville. That's where that's where we got the bro the initial Bro that was Hugs. Bro Hugs, yeah. And he's uh, Kyle was uh, we were talking to us and he left his wife in the corner by herself in this local. <laughs> bar and this like old dude is like sitting next to her like really close sitting next to her talking to her blah 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 and i remember like i said something like hey that old man's gonna fuck your wife (laughs) or something like that and then he was laughing about it and then like he dm'd me that night and was like dude i just want to say like that was not cool (laughs) i was like what i was like you didn't even say anything that he was like it's just you shouldn't you shouldn't talk about my wife i didn't think that was funny <laughs> and and it's a million talk, times worse than talk. what you said about uh, Jay's. I know the ice maker. It could have been worse. I actually like Kyle. I, I actually like Kyle throughout the whole thing. It, the tout stuff is where I kind of lost it. But I actually like me and Kyle were cool. Oh, all right. Good times. Good times. Good times. We need more live events. Like all these stories all come from like live events. Oh man, Chris Camozzi. We're, we're open. Covid's over. Nobody's yep. getting sick or dying anymore. We're good. Definitely we just, not getting sick. We can just ignore it. My um, wife is. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. My wife is heading to Spain next week. Nice. Oh, shit. Is she going to uh, Magic's in Spain? Yeah, I'm she's going saying. to Magic's uh, castle. Um, yeah. He has a he has the, a castle. The there. Magic Kingdom. Yes. Magic oh. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I already told him if something happens, he has, like the like take in with Liam Neeson. It's like you need to go find my wife. <laughs> I'm not there. You need to do this. <laughs> oh, all right, let's move on with this card. Jordan Levitt sub. Is that what we're going with? Moving on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plus eight twenty five on sub. There. <laughs> Gotta. 
I love it. All right, let's move on now. Big fight here. Heavyweight division. Chris Barnett, Martin Bidet. You're Sean? <laughs> Fucking low-level heavyweight shit. Um, Whoa, I what? still cannot... I still cannot believe what John Volante uh, took from old old Huggy Bear. Um, that was amazing to get wheel kicked by a a three hundred pound lightweight. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good this this Boudet guy is, um, but I I also don't want to back uh, a Huggy Bear, so <laughs> I. I'll probably pick Huggy Bear, which is pretty sad, um, just because he's a, a decent-sized dog in, in Toutmaster, but uh, I really don't care. I've, I have a feeling this is going to be a, a pretty ugly fight. Brad, what is going to happen in this fight? Hey, you're stealing my line. That, that didn't happen, that didn't happen uh, last weekend. All right. So Chris Barnett is... He's a listener of the podcast, so I need to be careful about what I say. Uh, yep. And if you don't know why he's a listener, I just I just sent out a little clip uh, a little while ago. Uh, he's adopted the the Dukakis name. Um, yep. he, he was tossing it out there like like anybody's business on some interview that he was doing. So confirmed MMA analysis fan Chris Barnett. So gotta gotta back him for that reason. But this man has absolutely fucked me the last two fights in the UFC. I bet both of them, Fatty's going to Fatty. We got the over one and a half. So his fight against Ben Rothwell ends at 2.07 of round two. We're, we're 23 seconds off. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can handle it. Ben Rothwell's got that weird little the choke that he does. That's fine. Moving on. John Volante ends at 2.23 of round two. Missed it by seven seconds on a fucking 300-pound little round (laughs) midget spinning wheel kick. And he fucked me again. So I'm just, I'm betting these until I'm broke. I'm going with the fatties and a fatty again here. This, this bidet to you, sir. Uh, this guy, he's going to hold him up against the cage because he's uh, just a, a giant piece of shit fighter. He's going to knee him in the legs like he did to that dude on the Contender Series. People are going to scream for a stoppage because the knees to the to the thigh are so violent. <laughs> uh, but no, Chris Barnett is going to hold on for that seven and a half minute mark, and we're finally going to cash the fatty's going to fatty here. It was plus 145. It's been bet down to like plus 120 at dimes. Uh, I think there's some better lines out there in, in some other places, but fatty's going to fatty. It's coming. It's happening. I don't, and I don't like Budai's that. Budai's going to finish him maybe late in round two, maybe in round three. We'll see. Fatty's going to fatty. This is not surprising that you're playing that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's not. It's not surprising. Um, I like Bidet in here. I don't know if I'm gonna bet him. If I did play it, knockout, uh, Bidet knockout's like minus 110, minus 115. I think that might be worth, worth a stab. I feel like that's gonna win. But then also, like, Huggy Bear could just lay on the ground and then give up his neck <laughs> at some point when he kinda gets tired of fighting. He doesn't have so a neck. That, 
What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a bidet, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to have a, I, I, I always have like five or six, five to seven bets in every card. This is, <laughs> this is going to be it's the card that's really going to test it. I'm going to have to have some shit out there. Uh, so we'll see. All right. Lightweight division, Rafa Garcia, Jesse Ronson, the Canadian sensation. Didn't he just do a bunch half of steroids a, too? Half a Garcia. Yes, half. half. Oh, half of one. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. New Sean? Yeah, Ronson's like the least lucky person in the world, it feels like. He did um, steroids, right? Isn't that the thing? Yeah, well, he also what, he lost. Did he into a needle? Well, yeah. The, they, I just thought they weren't testing. I mean. For drugs? It, it was COVID. Why are we testing for steroids? What? Or was that bef- that might have been before? What are you Actually, talking about? They <laughs> <laughs> should just stop testing for steroids. No, the, the Dolby wow. fight That's was obvious. In, we should never the test. The Dolby fight was in the summer of COVID. Nah, was that a, a Fight yes. Island one? That might have been a Fight Island. Everyone wanted to. Of, of course, it was. That's when everyone wanted to fight. Yet they had to fucking drag Jesse Ronson's dead steroid make him body fu- under the make him fight at welterweight. <laughs> yeah, against yeah. Dolby. <laughs> Yeah, so he he got he he lost three times in the UFC. Got cut. He lost all three of those by split decision to fucking Michelle Prezeris, Grandpa Trinaldo, and Kevin Lee. He lost all three of those by split decision. Then then fights on the regional scene. Somehow makes it back to the UFC. Goes up to welterweight. Actually looks good. Knocks out Dalby and then pops for steroids. Um. So I'm assuming the worst is going to happen and, and half of Garcia is just going to grapple fuck him and he might, I don't know, will he get cut after that? After, after being out for so long with steroids and then losing to, to half of Garcia? I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I mean, hopefully Ronson can, can stuff some takedowns and, and overcome, but I, I have a tough time seeing it. I'll, I'll probably pick Ronson. He is Canadian as well, which is obviously uh, usually a red flag. So, uh, half a Garcia is not that good though. So, very conflicted. I'll pick the Canadian. Hey, right, red. Now, the, the Canadian red and white flag is later on this card, Sean. Uh, mm. this one, this, this one, I think is all right. Uh, half a Garcia, even if he was a whole Garcia, he still would have lost to Chris Grutzemacher. Like that dude sucks. Uh, and he was uh, a minus 400 favorite in that one because he had one semi competitive round with, uh, the, the Nasrat Hackparast, uh, bounce back Hackparast because they give him to everybody on a losing streak so he can get a win. Uh, so this guy sucks. Uh, I know that he won his last fight. Still sucks. I don't think that he is the quality of fighter that can grind out uh, a Jesse Ronson. So I, I've got Ronson here. I took some minus 105. I was hoping to get a plus money, but uh, I think it's going to continue to move in the other direction. And because he's the type of guy that's just as willing to, to rock somebody and go for a rear naked choke instead of just punching them out because he's a idiot Canadian, I took some plus, uh, some sub plus fourteen hundred on Ronson as well. So uh, I'm I'm invested. I'm invested in the Canadian in this one, which is always a terrifying place to be. Have you seen the value of our dollar? It's awful. 
Um, I got to go against Ronson here. I think I'm actually going to bet this fight. I think I'm going to pick and bet half a Garcia. Ronson was never good. Ronson's prime, he sucked, right? Now he's 36 off a two-year layoff for steroids. Think of all the steroids he's been doing during the layoff, though. No, he's Canadian. He was probably like, oh, I'm so sorry, eh? I don't know what you're talking about. And then he stopped doing the steroids. But they're also covered under our socialized health care. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I like Garcia here. I think he's just – I think he can be better at the wrestling. I think he can take him down if he wants. I think he can grind a little bit. Ronson has, you know, decent striking. I just don't think he's going to be able to dictate as much. And I think Garcia is going to win by a split decision. And Ronson's going to get cut. <laughs> So, that is, if you're picking half a Garcia, that, that's the correct pick. Half a Garcia. What, what's the line on half a Garcia by split? Do they have lines? Do they even split? have one? I don't think you get splits unless it's the main event or a title fight. Oh, that's bullshit. There's no half a Maybe Garcia by split. Oh, here we go. Half a Garcia game. by splits, only 10 to 1. It's like they know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. <laughs> that is just tremendous. All right, let's move on now. Uh, hey, someone we know. <laughs> Drakkar Klaus versus Brandon Jenkins. New Sean? Man, Klaus is still talking about having lingering effects by getting shoved by Jeremy Stevens. That Jeremy Stevens got some power. Life-changing. Holy <laughs> shit. The whiplash that that man has caused is is pretty mind-boggling. He's the equivalent um, of a dolly coming at Rose Namajunas. <laughs> It's terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. That, that stays with you forever. You you go to the grave with That being said, Brandon Jenkins is horrible. He is so bad. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. There's a reason close is now minus 600. Uh, I got him in a parlay when he was minus 380. That was a little bit nicer. Um... I think Close can take him down and smash him on the ground. I think Close can probably beat him up on the feet. Uh, Jenkins is bad. Uh, I, I think this is a, a, I guess a get right fight for, yeah. for Close. Uh, a bit of a, uh, a nice and easy one after getting the old whiplash. Uh, get that out of his system. He yeah, basically survived a be... plane crash from the, just the, the force of Jeremy Stevens' push. Mad respect. That's all Brad. I got. Yeah, I mean, if Jeremy Stevens had have got arrested for that, Dana White would have got him out and he would have been fighting that night anyway. <laughs> He's still fighting you tonight. Stop asking me. <laughs> um, yeah, er- early in the week, they were saying this line was too close. Now they're saying the line's too far. They, they, the experts on this, they can't make up their minds. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Brandon Jenkins is awful. Just, Horrible, and Drakkar Close is all like he's he's pretty decent. I mean, his last fight was (laughs) yeah his last fight he almost knocked out Benil Dariush in that fight, Um, and I think he learned his lesson because that was the one time in his career that he's gone for a finish. Hey Teddy, Uh, other than that, he has gone to decision against some really bad fighters. Uh, so I think Dimes still had the the plus 175 
close by decision out there. Uh, I, I threw a little bit of that in a parlay. Um, I, I did take some of the early action on close at minus 400 with somebody later on the card, but Drakkar close should roll here. Yeah, I like close in this one. Um, I mean, PTSD is not a joke. So I, I, I think like, what if he gets, the, he's going to get to the weigh-ins and they're going to walk him to the face up and he's just going to have a heart attack. Just, oh my <laughs> He's gonna come out in a bubble and just like a protective barrier just so he doesn't get pushed. Um with all heads like Close is a good fighter. He's a very good fighter. Um I think this and I I don't think the trajectory of this guy could be a top fifteen fighter. Um and I think he gets he gets to this one pretty easily. No value here. I think what is it minus six hundred now, something like that. So not much here. Um we can go through this one pretty quick. Lena Landsberg Panini. Panini Kinzadi. Sean, you a big fan of her? Close Mary Courtney Casey. Ugh. Dixon said, Close Mary Courtney Casey. Can't trust that type of decision making at minus 1600. That's, <laughs> these are things that I, I should have looked into a little bit more, maybe. I think it's um, the, the three white claw podcast. I'll bring it back. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, I don't have much in this fight. I'm a little bit surprised the line is as is, is wide as it is. Uh, Kianzat is like minus 400, over minus 400. She should win. I just, man, parlaying that level of uh, of lady is, at that price is asking for some problems. So I will stay away. I will pick her in Toutmaster. What do you have to say, Bradley? Nothing. Uh, yeah, this this sucks. Ooh, this uh, is very it, refreshing. Watermelon seems... lime mesh. Nice. Mm. I I feel like the over. The, I know, you, but it's like minus three hundred. Doesn't even matter. I know. Look, look at look at the Panini's record. I know. Has she ever finished anyone? Not, not really. So, that's, yeah. Uh, like, when I stood up her... to get my next drink, I realized that I have to take a piss. So I Ooh. wish I could have done that while we were breaking you gotta down do... this Yeah, fight. you gotta do the, you gotta do the thickness first. Alright. Was oh, that next? Yes, next. Uh, I got nothing on this fight. Okay. Who, who gives a fuck? Alright, um, it's, ba- baseball's back. Like, the beauty of baseball, it's not all the fucking time. 24, basically, afternoons all the way through night every day, it's glorious. You don't have to watch fights like this. I know. I'm old school. I still like baseball. All right. Let's now move on the to the main game. event. The what? The rock game. Toronto Rock. Lacrosse. Mm. Real sport. Magic's favorite sport. He's a big lacrosse guy. Yeah, He's I've been sending that. me pictures of his lacrosse team in Spain. <laughs> the lacrosse is very big in Spain. Uh, all right. Um, let's move on to the main event of the evening in the heavyweight division. And really... Let's be real. Dick Willie was always destined for the heavyweight division. <laughs> uh, Devin Clark, Thick Willie Knight. Um, this is, this is a great fight. This, the fact it's in the prelims is sad. Tremendous. This is, I mean, this is like a, a 9.2 on the dick scale, I, I think, on this one. New Sean? I, it's not the dick scale, Lance. You gotta get it right. It's the dictor scale. Alright? Well, yeah. It, it, it's about girth. Too. We're we're talking squarely girth in this fight. <laughs> uh, so 
we we like, all know that 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 Thick Willie just showed up for a paycheck uh, against what? the Russian. Oh yes, he was just yes. trying to support the Russian war effort. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he was doing his his duty. Um, he's showing up to win, man. He, have you seen that dude? Uh, the plates that that dude is lifting. Uh, I know Big. there's lots of MMA people on Twitter that don't understand how how that would have any benefits in, in the cage. <laughs> They're about to find out because Big Willie is about to to rubber stamp uh, uh, Devin Clark uh, pretty pretty hard. Um, I think Big Willie could get some takedowns. He can do some grinding on the cage. Uh, he's, he's, he's the thickness. Uh, I got him for a unit plus one fifty five. He's just gonna drop that thickness on Clark and and win a decision. Brad, Devin Clark does not have an outside trip, and if you don't have an outside <laughs> trip, you're fucked. You, you're not getting lower than Thick Willie's center of gravity. I mean. This man hangs so low, you gotta <laughs> crawl on the floor to get under his center of gravity. The only way this man can make 205 again is if he chops off the third leg. That's it. And you know that's, he ain't doing all. that shit. That's right. I mean, is he, he the, needs that he, shit for his future OnlyFans. Is he the short, you think he's the shortest heavyweight ever in the UFC? No, he's taller than Chris Barnett. Yeah, Burn, he's like he? the, the shortest heavyweight on this card. How how tall is Barnett? Five nine. Is he really? Well, thick, yeah. I mean, thick Willie is what? He's got like five ten. I think I think he's five, five ten. 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, the fight that we need is after Chris Barnett beats uh, Martin Bidet to you, sir. And Thick Willie beats Devin Clark is we need that showdown. Oh God, that's that. That's what we need to see. In that's the a main event. Is is Thick Willie and Chris Barnett? But Devin Clark, he's supposed to be a wrestler. He just got out wrestled and tapped by Anthony Smith. He's not a striker. He hates getting hit. His face gets broken when he gets hit. I mean, this is this is Thick Willie. Thick Willie's going to do absolutely nothing for three minutes at a time in this fight. Then he's going to throw one punch that'll either win him the round or knock Devin Clark out. And it, it's Thick Willie. That's that's all it is. Plus 155. You got to take it for the brand. The Willie is getting thicker. The Willie's getting bigger. This man is a star. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously we're down with the thickness on this podcast. Um, Devin Clark has not finished a fight since his sixth career fight in RFA in 2016. He's kind of an anomaly for a giant black man <laughs> in terms of finishing ability. He's this big, strong, but with absolutely – look at Thick Willie. That's how things go. I mean, my people, the Jews, we expect them to kind of pussyfoot around. So – I don't understand Devin Clark's game. He looks like he should be able to finish stuff. He shows some power now and then. He's got some good ground and pound, but he just doesn't have it. And I think the difference between these two guys is that finishing ability. Thick Willie finds a way. He either quits or he finishes. But the problem is Devin Clark's never had someone quit against him. They just keep going. And I think he's going to have to fight some takedowns against the cage. 
get taken down, and I, I can see there's come, and we see it with Thick Willie a lot. Clark is not very good at wrestling, and he's kind of sloppy with his takedowns. I could see him trying to go for a throw or some kind of move, and Thick Willie getting on top of him um, in some kind of scramble. And when the thickness gets on top of you, all you can do is gargle and tap out. There's just nothing you can do on that full mount. It's a ball game. So Brad isn't here, but Munich, as if you didn't know, um, when the guys texted me earlier a few hours ago, they're like, who you got in this card? I was like, I don't know, Munich Thick Willie. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's Thick Willie here. like him in this fight. All right, welterweight division, Menor Laziz versus Angie Lusa. Angie? Huh? Is this like this gender? gender? He's a scary-looking dude, man. He's, Is he? Yeah, a little scary. Um, That's racist. I, yeah, well... I guess so. Uh, I was kind of hope. <laughs> I, Lance, I, I heard hope. everything you said while I was gone, and there's a reason that Devin Clark's nickname is Brown Bear and not Black Bear. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. This is the worst podcast ever. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh I, I was kind of hoping we would get a, a bigger number maybe on, on Lusa. I mean, I'll, I'll see what the, the KO prop is. Uh, I'm trying to find some bets on this card. Um, I'm not sure if Munir Lazez is actually good. Um, he's not. He's not. Like, Worley exposed him. Um, you know, he, he beat Al Hassan. Al Hassan's kind of a fucking head case and, and certain people are, can, can beat him. I don't want to see Lusa, you know, throw some bombs and, and get Lizez out there. So I'll probably pick Lusa, actually, um, and we'll see what that uh, that KO number is when it comes out. Red? Yeah, you got Lusa? Here. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. Big overkill Lusa. Um, he looked all right on Contender Series, and he fought a good dude and gave yep. him a competitive fight on there. And Lazez, in the one fight that he's had in the UFC where he looked good, it's because the other guy gassed in 30 seconds and did nothing. Uh, so I'm not convinced that Lazez is very good. We bet Worley against him because, like, that was stupid, uh, first yep. of all. But so we're not convinced he's very good, and I think that uh, that Lusa will at least throw punches at him, and that might be all you need to do to to beat him. So I'll take Lusa. I, I haven't bet him yet, but if I'm picking him and he's plus one seventy, I'm probably gonna have to bet him here. Yeah, um, this one's tough. This short notice fight, I think I think Lazez is def was definitely overhyped. Um, we were all pretty heavy on, on Worley in that fight. I don't know enough about Lusa. I remember him on the, on the contender series fight. Um, and he was facing obviously a really good opponent, but I think Lazez has some pretty good striking, but I don't know. I'm not overly sold on him, but also Lusa, I don't think the line is wide enough to take a stab on someone that I don't think has a great chance. So I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a pass. I'm going to take Lazez, but it's going to be nothing for me here. All right, now we got my boy. My boy's on this card. Pat Sabatini facing a Canadian, TJ Laramie. This is a this is gonna be a fucking bloodbath. 
Nushan, are you scared for your fellow citizen? No, because I bet Sabatini. Um, <laughs> I uh, they aren't doing Laramie any any favors um, in, in the UFC. No, I, I know this is kind of a weird kind of the guy is supposed to fight with Drew, and then obviously uh, Sabatini was supposed to fight Tucker, and that got canceled. So they kind of just matched him up. Man, this is gonna be rough. I think Sabatini is gonna get some. <laughs> Zabatini's gonna get some takedowns and some top control. Uh he might even grab a sub. Uh I, I guess I wouldn't be too too surprised. He was like minus three eighty or sorry, minus three fifty earlier in the week. I, I put that in a in a one unit parlay. I, I think this is gonna be kind of one way traffic. Am I wrong, Brad? I don't think you're completely wrong. Um, the UFC definitely seems to hate TJ Laramie. They really do. They hate this fucking kid. <laughs> after, after he blew his fight against Derek Minner, which he absolutely should have won that fight. Uh, yeah. there's no excuse for him losing that one. They booked him against Damon Jackson. So they're like, Hey, you just got subbed by Derek Minner. We're going to give you another guy that's going to sub you. Here's a guy who's a better fight. version of Minner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, and then after that fight fell through, they booked him against, uh, Melsic twice. Um, which maybe he could have gotten some takedowns there, but I kind of think he would have just gotten beaten up. Um, so they don't like him. And now he's in there against Pat Sabatini. Sab, I'm, I'm still bitter that I wasn't able to get Sabatini at, like, plus 180 or whatever he was uh, when he was supposed to fight Rafael Alves coming into the yep. UFC. Uh, that would have been tremendous. It would have put a little bit of money in my pocket. He's going to win here. Uh, he is going to be massive compared to Laramie. Laramie is my size, and I am a midget. Uh, so that's not great for him against a wrestler. I know people think that Laramie's a good wrestler, but he's not like a Pat Sabatini level of wrestler. He's not a Pat Sabatini level of grappler. Maybe the striking is somewhat comparable, but that's only because both guys are bad at striking and Laramie has a worse chin. So it, it, it's Pat Sabatini here. Uh, not sure I'm gonna bet it at this price, but I might see what the the props have. Maybe like a a doesn't go or something like that, or in Sabatini inside. Uh, I I could see in this fight. Yeah, I like uh, I like Pat here. I, I think this guy's got a pretty good skill set. I still think there's some stuff he has to figure out with some cardio and finishing ability and stuff like that. But Sabatini's good. Uh, his wrestling's good. His top control is very good. He can hold guys down. He can keep them there. Um, I like Pat Sabatini. TJ Laramie is very undersized. When you have a wrestling disadvantage and you're undersized, usually not a very good combination. Um, and I think Sabatini's just gonna do whatever the hell he wants here. I think, I think on the feet it's, it's whatever. I think they're pretty, I, I'd probably give a slight edge to Sabatini here, but I don't think either guy's gonna hurt one or the other on the, on the feet here. It's gonna turn into a grappling match and Laramie's only shot is to pull something crazy when he's on his back which I just don't see that happening. And Sabatini's just bigger, stronger, better grappler, better wrestler. Uh, so I'm going to take Pat Sabatini here. I, I'll have him in a parlay with somebody. All right. Um, 
We can go quick. Mara Buena Silva versus Wu Yanan. I got nothing. Any of you guys? Don't have much. This is another one. Like, do you really want to be laying minus five hundred on on? I know Wu Yanan is is very bad, but Bueno Silva likes to be hit. I don't know. Uh, is, is she definitely like? Is she definitely going to get her out of there? I don't know. And that's just wild to me to be laying that big a number on these lower level ladies fights. But maybe Silva will surprise me. Yeah, um, I don't know who these people are, Brad. Uh, Wu Yanan so bad that early in the week, uh, I took some, uh, Myra Bueno Silva inside the distance plus 300. That is sure. long gone. Uh, I don't even think the sub prop is plus 300 now, but that's probably how this ends. These are, this is bad. Yeah, I got nothing. Let's, uh, let's move on. All right, um, and first of all, what the fuck? I don't know what this co-main event is. I don't know who these people are. I don't know how Nobody this... does. Nobody does. Why is this the co-main event? I know there's no Nobody real does. You, you, fight. Miss, you missed the fight. There's, there's another. Oh, fight I know. I was just saying, event. like, I was looking at the co-main event, oh, and I don't okay, understand yeah. who these people are or why they're the co-main event. Is, do they just Nobody pick does. two random people out of the crowd and, like, you're the co-main? Anyway, yeah. uh, welterweight division, Miguel Baeza, Andre Filo. Brad, you're probably going to pick the wrong winner here. You, Sean. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to see why why you say that. Because uh, Brad always picks be a- the, old, the guys who have been around a little bit and jump from org to org. It's kind of his his thing. He's like the hipster of other. No, no, no. you're you're thinking you're thinking this direction for this one. Yeah, uh, I do think Beza probably wins. Uh, yeah. he's, nope. he's got a better overall game. I think he can get takedowns. Probably he's got a good leg kick. That chin is a fucking liability. Problem. Though. It's a big fucking problem. problem. And it, he also has just terrible striking defense. His his offensive game is, is pretty damn good. And against Chaos Williams, like, he, he looked good in the in the second round. I, th- I thought he was coming on. He was, like, even money going into the third and then just gets fucking flatlined. Chaos Williams does have big power. He but hits fucking hard. He hits hard. But... I just have I, – I thought Beza was going to be a lot better than he is. I Maybe yeah. they threw him in too early against the pontoon boat, and that kind of took it out of him. Um, I, I – Andre Fialo, Fialo has, has pretty good hands. That That's all he has is basically hands, but the hands are fucking good. Um, so I, I think he has a decent shot at, at catching Beza. I, uh, I took him by TK – or him inside at plus 300. TKO was like 15 cents more. Uh, I just went the smart way just in case he's not going to sub him. But uh, I do think Bay is, uh, is, is going to win. But that chin, that chin. Fred? So Sean already covered the wrong pick that you thought I was going to have. Yes. Yes, he did. I, I feel you're like welcome. if you're going to bet Fialo in this one, you do it in round one. Uh, I, I get the, the inside the distance, kind of the same thing, but but round one was like plus, plus five fifty, something like that. I think I saw out there, um, <clears throat> plus six hundred. Um, so I, I think that's better because I think the only dude that this guy has finished outside of the first round is James Vick, and like <laughs> James, that was like the exclamation mark on the end of the YMCA. That that doesn't count for shit. He'd already finished um, the song. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. 
That was whatever the uh, the village people's second song was. Nobody nobody even knows. No one knows. Um, <laughs> he says much better than Piello. He he is uh, he's a good fighter. Um, I don't think Fiello has cardio. He fought through not having cardio in his last fight, but he still didn't have cardio. Uh, Baez is probably going to, like, kick him and jab him to death in, in this one. I, I kind of see a Baez decision happening here. <laughs> Steve said I want to bet against everyone in this card. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, can't. I love it. it. Yep. Um, I like Baez here. I mean, there's not many spots on this card. It's very tough. Like, this is the one of the worst cards top to bottom we've seen this this co-man event, I've literally never heard of the people in the co-man event. You know how hard that is? Like, we're, we're off Fight Island. The rafts are full. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Um, but I like Baeza, and I think to Sean's point, like, when I think we watched Baeza's first two, three fights in the UFC, we were like, shit. Like, this guy's got the goods. Like, he looks good. And then I think, I think it was the Matt Brown fight. We we're like, well, maybe he's got a little bit of issues, but I think the moment might have got to him. And then he's lost some fights, but offensively, this guy, this guy is, has it and it's some chin issues. And I think he has to, you know, figure this out defensively to, you can't really fix the chin. You're not going to put some more plaster, you know, in there to kind of stop it. So he's got to figure out a little bit defensively, but offensively, this guy's great. And I think he can dictate where this fight goes. Um, I think he's the more technical striker. Can you hear my house shaking from the storm? Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Right, I, was, sure. I thought somebody was just breathing really heavily into their mic. The bad stuff passed an hour ago. This is just the aftermath of the storm. Um, <laughs> but I think Baeza just dictates where this fight goes. I think he's a lot better. I think the price is, is bettable. So, oh, God. Magic said uh, <laughs> the ne- next week's card's worse. No, you got Beverly Hill Ninja on there. <laughs> I, I just I just looked it up. Great. And I thought – you know, people people can't say that Dana hates the transgender transgenders anymore after uh, next week's card. Who's on there? Fallon Fox? <laughs> Not quite. Oh my god, that's the real main event. And when I saw someone say, <laughs> "I legit do not know who Amanda Lemos is," I'm not even kidding. The, oh my god, this is. <laughs> There's some people on that car. Come on Dude, now. The co-main is Tanner Boser. The third fight <laughs> from the top is 2022 Clay Guida. Macy Hell Barber's yeah. on the main card. Some guy named Steve <laughs> is on the main card. Come oh on, you got my. Tyson Pedro's comeback fight after and you got, being you got, off for five Trump, years. Cameron, got Cameron Trump or else. Cameron or else. else. You got cop versus Muda. <laughs> Whatever the fucking guy is, those are two good guys. Why are they in the prelims? Because the UFC is dumb. Oh my god, this card is next level. The return man. of Mike Jackson. <laughs> what? Seriously? The reporter? Yeah, he's he's jerking that curtain. Oh my god, wow. that is bad. What's the card after that? <laughs> Please be a oh, pay-per-view. It's bad. It's bad. It's, the mouse going bad. Done. That's a the milk's gone bad. Wow. Jocko versus Meerkat coming up, though. We know. What's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the co-main, if you call it that. I, I literally am – I cannot understand this co-main. I know the card's bad, but literally, who are these people? Um, <laughs> Calo Baralo versus Godzi Omic- 
Omagurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgurgur
and you got a guy that's going to put himself in that realm, I love it. And on the feet, Luke is way better. So I, I really like Luke here. Brad? Yeah, like, Luke's much better than Bala Muhammad. Bala Muhammad has improved a ton since their first fight. He seems like a, a very nice, entertaining guy to, to listen to. I don't listen to him, um, so I, I'm not getting caught up in that. He does not like when anybody facing him takes a step forward. He's good when Stephen Thompson is going to back away from him and circle around Bounce. the cage and, and he can push him up against the cage and take him down. He's good when Damian Maya is 57 years old. He's good when he's fighting Diego Lima. He's not good when he's fighting Lyman Good. I, I thought he lost that fight, actually, which is kind of embarrassing. Uh, he got smoked by Leon Edwards in the, the round that they, they had together. I think that Vicente Luque is gonna light him up. Um, Luque is gonna walk forward. Maybe Bilal's gonna shoot a takedown out in open space for like the first time in his career. But when he did that against Wonderbread, it did not look good. Uh, he, he was good when he got him up against Cage, but when he shot takedowns out in the open, they were from distance and they were bad. And if you do that kind of shit against Luke, he's going to dart choke you in like two seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it is, that man has probably the best darts choke that we've seen in UFC history. I've seen people online and you can never listen to people online, but they're like, oh, Luke is a brawler. This dude's not a brawler. He is a... He gets in brawls sometimes, but he's not a brawler. Yeah, he'll get hit, but he has technical striking. He is going to absolutely smoke Bilal with a left hook at some point in this fight. And then I think it's going to start a sequence where there's a bad shot, there's a Darce choke, and Luke gets rid of him. Uh, I've got the the same Luke close parlay that Sean has. I've got Luke straight at minus 160. I'm probably going to take some Luke inside the distance. Uh, and I've got Luke sub at plus 900 when they had that ridiculous line out. So I like Luke a lot here. I, I think Bilal Muhammad is fine. He's a top 15 welterweight. And Vicente Luke is uh, a title contender. So Luke, big. Yeah, I like Luke a lot here. I think this line is just wrong. I think it's fine in the money long or money line. I think the inside the distance is low because Luke does get finishes most of the time. And I actually see this one going to the route of submission. Um, Bilal's gonna keep shooting. He's gonna keep shooting. You don't want to be on the feet with Luke. I think offensively, Luke might be the best guy in the division when you look at just pure offense. I think he still struggles with getting hit too much and. He's not a brawler, but he gets in brawls. Uh, he does get in brawls, and that's where he could get in some trouble. But offensively, he's very technical. He's very skilled, and he's very well-rounded. I think, you know, his wrestling is not top top line, but his chokes are. His his grappling, his chokes are very, very good. He's got big power, and he's got technical striking. And I think he's the kind of guy that can beat anyone on any given night because of his offensive gifts. Um, to me, he's one of the most offensively gifted guy in the entire UFC. Um, just with how well-rounded he is. Like when I watch Luke, I 
I just thoroughly enjoy watching that man go to work. Um, and he's going to have a punching bag in front of him in, in this fight. And kind of how I see this one playing out is he is going to box Bilal's face off. And I like Bilal Muhammad. I think what he does for the sport and everything on the side and the podcast, I really do like Bilal. But he has gotten to me to the peak of Bilal Muhammad's capability. I think this is his absolute peak. And I think I would be shocked if he has anything for Luke. I, the betting line's kind of surprising. When I saw this fight announced, I was thinking minus 400. Um, it's one, minus 170 now. I think, I don't know how you can think just sitting in Luke's guard is going to be the, the way to win here. Um, I see Bilal getting desperate maybe in the second, third round, maybe even early on after getting punched in the face, uh, by Luke with his power. And I think he's going to dive right into a choke. Um, and his Darce choke, Anacondas, that whole series, that front choke series is just devastating for Luke. So, um, Luke inside the distance plus 130. Great bet there. And that'll be the consensus bet of the week. Luke finishes fights. He's got 25 minutes to do so. Um, really fun show. We tried to take a, uh, it's funny. We tried to go fast today and we went longer than we usually do. Uh, story time is always fun. We appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back next week for an apparently even worse card. So I'll be thinking of some stories when we go through the weekend and through the week. But we appreciate all you guys and we will see you next week.